podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. We all carry around crosses and sufferings each day that we kind of get used to in some ways. But sometimes those crosses can change or increase and it can really throw us off. It can be kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Today, that's what we're talking about, that experience, the challenges of it, where we find the Lord, and other things that can be helpful, like having community or connecting with people who love us. We hope you find it helpful. God bless. Hey, everybody. Hello. Good morning, afternoon, evening. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm Rachel, and I'm here with... I'm Erin. And I am Nicole. And uh, yeah, welcome back to In the Thicket. We're just chilling today, you know? Um, How are you guys doing? I feel like we haven't really caught up with everybody in a while, so we thought maybe we would give you guys some fun life updates or maybe not so fun since this is a podcast on suffering we will exclude the fun <laughs> no <laughs> that's no fun uh, that's right Oof. how are We're you just ration it yeah that's right that's right ration the fun um yeah right. nicole how are you how's it going doing, i'm doing okay it's um you know i so i came back from adoration this morning which was which was really needed and just because it, it's just the sheer fact that there's so many things happening right now um you know, I'm, I'm teaching and I'm on a bit of an overload. So there's just like a heavy, heavy teaching though, this term, and it's a time of the semester where there's just a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. And so students are stressed and I've got grading that I got to cut, you know, just like a lot of stuff, um, and committee work and things. And then I'm trying to get my PhD stuff done. So I'm coordinating, you know, these research projects in, um, in Toronto, and then, trying to write stuff up because I'm presenting uh, at a conference in December. So trying to make sure that's all ready. So just mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Um, and and where is your conference? Just, oh, just because it's <laughs> fun for people to know. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a poster presentation at the uh, World Federation for Neuro Rehabilitation Congress in Vienna, Austria. Super cool. December, Ooh. which is fun. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's all good things, right? Like it's all good things, but it's just a lot of things and uh, just other kind of side presentations and things like that too. Like I got home last night and I was like, oh yeah, I need to make slides for this, you know, presentation next week. And so I did some of them and just realized like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I don't have any brain left on this Friday evening. You know, I got to, mm-hmm. you know, That's well, thing. It's just like, okay, I guess this weekend it's going to be working. So it feels kind of like being back in university where there's just like, everything to do all the time, which I mean, I am in a university, so I guess I shouldn't be so mm. shocked, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, just like, and it's, it's been, okay. So I know we're, we're talking about this more and I, I should not say too much, but um, it's, I've been pondering or becoming more aware of the ways that stress impacts all of my other thoughts, right. And the things that I tend to think about, it's becoming, uh, building some awareness there. So anyway, um Aaron how are you doing well so (laughs) this is this is a fun thing um so basically I um messaged the ladies earlier this week with one of those messages um that was kind of like hey should we just not do the podcast anymore ever which is not actually what I messaged everybody, but it was like one of those things where I was like, 
I'm struggling so much at the moment with basic, like basic things um, because of fibromyalgia and all of those kind of things. So like fall is hard for me anyways. And there's just been a lot of different factors. Um, I can share about that a bit later maybe, but a lot of different factors. And so I was like, my capacity is exceeded by miles and miles. Mm. And I don't know what I have left, you know, like reasonably, reasonably speaking. Um, so it's a good, like, opportunity to step back and be like, okay, so what actually are you calling me to Lord? Like, I don't know what's happening right now. And I feel like I can't do anything except sit and do diamond art paintings in my chair, <laughs> which this, these ladies yeah. know all about. Cause I did give each member of our podcast, a lovely diamond art painting. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think this is good. Stuff. We should have a show and tell if you're watching on YouTube, Nicole's yeah. going to show you her, her diamond art. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So you can see mm -hmm. all the diamonds there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Rachel got one of Jesus walking along the shore. Yeah. And then our secret prayer partner got one of, uh, I think it was it's Our like Lady. An icon or something? Yeah, it was like an icon, an image of, yeah. Anyways, so all that to say is that it has been like a it's been an existential two weeks. Let me just, I'll put it at that. You probably all know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> how are you, Rachel? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, I think that like, I'm still adjusting. I feel like I'm always saying that, but it, it's kind of, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's like going on. My, my family's, there's a lot of moving parts in my family right now. And it's all like Nicole said, like, it's all good things. It's just realizing that it takes time, sometimes more time than I, than I feel is appropriate for me <laughs> to be in a place where I want to be. So I'm like, I just want to be done with this now, but, but I'm evidently not. So I think I've just like with the adjustment of being in a new yeah, place. Mm, yeah. Just adjusting to my life. Like, mm. um, you know, and yeah, maybe we'll get into this more in the episode itself, but uh, there's a friend of mine who's Canadian, who's also, who also moved out here for her master's this summer. And we were both laughing. Cause we were like, we both sort of feel like we're both in our thirties. We kind of like, we're working people and now we're back in full-time school. And this is weird. Like a lot of things are weird. Hmm. And, um, and we're both like, you know, it's sort of just like our lives feel alien to us. Like what, hmm. is, my, what is my life? Like, and it's not bad. It's a wonderful, good life. It's just, nothing is continuous with my life before very few things are in continuity with my life like two months ago. So mm -hmm. absolutely everything is different and that feels very strange. And I don't fully feel like myself because I don't like, I don't have the normal reference points that I, that I would kind of artificially turn to, to be like, this is who I am. So it's like this new like place and new me in a way that mm -hmm. I just don't know any of of like, I'm trying to get to know all of it. So right. know, it's taken time. And part of me is like, why, you know, why does this take I mean, time? <laughs> it's, it's also good probably that you are there for a PhD instead of a master's, because that gives you a little bit longer to, 
yeah, by the time I'm in. adjusted, I'll be like that's writing right. or something. That's right. That's like, right. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be as opposed to a master's and be like, you just get used to it. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. now I've got to, you know, approach yeah. my life again and do, go somewhere else again. Or you're going to yeah, be like, right. by the time you get adjusted in the new place, they're going to be like, all right, now go move here for your job or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, it's true. I do have a but... good lot of time to, to mm-hmm. hopefully it won't take me much longer. But I think patience is what I'm kind of learning, like with myself, mm-hmm. just like being patient. Mm-hmm. Just accepting the situation mm-hmm. interiorly and exteriorly. So all that mm-hmm. kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're all going through, we're all going through things and there's, you know, there's stress involved, there's limitations involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we want to talk about today is just every day, every, like the kind of nitty gritty of everyday suffering mm-hmm. and especially how it doesn't necessarily feel that little. It is actually in the grand scheme of things, even if our own lives, we can pull back and be like, I've been through worse. I've, yeah. you know, things have been harder before, but in the moment when something is kind of grinding at you, I think it doesn't feel that little. So kind of approaching whatever little sufferings we're going through that don't feel so little is what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think we all, this is exactly where this is very um, contemporary for us. like it's our lives right now. So hopefully you guys listening can kind of relate whatever, you know, whatever's happening in your life, that there's little things that, uh, kind of are, are bigger than, than, than we feel than we anticipate them to be sometimes. So yeah. How do you guys, mm-hmm. how are you guys working through this stuff? You know, maybe, um, Aaron, we can start with you. Like, how are you working through this fibro? Yeah. Um, like, it's it's funny actually because when um like just when we were talking before it it seems like like if somebody has like I have a chronic illness or like there sometimes there's like bigger quote unquote sufferings but when you, sometimes when it's like you're used to a particular suffering you're used to a particular cross in your life like it doesn't um you get kind of used to it. Like, I feel like I've gotten kind of used to my limitations or I've made peace with them in, in a a lot of ways. And I think that that kind of is the same for everybody, right? Like it's whatever it's chronic illness, but all of us have some kind of whatever major cross or whatever, and we can kind of make peace with it in a certain sense, but it feels like there's sometimes when that, that cross that we've been able to like, look at and be like, okay, I can, I'm carrying this with you, Lord. I have peace with that. And then all of a sudden there start to be pieces of wood that are tacked onto it, like fortifying the arms and the legs of the cross. You're like, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, wait a second here. Like, I don't, I don't, this is not the plan, you know? Um, So I think, I think for me, that's kind of what it feels like right now, you know, like it's like the, the things like the little things that I've made kind of some peace with. Like, for example, when I get up in the morning, I'm always sort like I, I actually look like I'm about 85 for the first like half hour that I get up in the morning because I'm like wobbling around my, I'm like, Ooh, ah, Ooh, like it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but, but it's true, you know, so like I've made a piece with that because I know that it gets better, you know, as I move around a little bit, all of those kind of things. But then for the last few weeks, because there's been like extra stressors in my life. And because it's the fall and that's always hard and because of whatever reason, 
I've it's been more painful in the morning. So then I'm like, wait a second, this is not acceptable. I agreed to a certain level of suffering and that's right. it, Lord. <laughs> like, mm. I've not given you mm. my permission right. for this mm. to expand, you know? Mm. So I find that that's the, that's kind of the hard part for me about the little sufferings of the day is it's like, the things that I've made peace with are okay. But then when, if the Lord <laughs> permits more, he He allows a change to those somehow, it's like, it can be, it can go from like zero to 5,000 yeah. in terms of distress, like pretty quickly, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, I don't know if you guys can hear, but there's a little baby crying in the background. Can you hear that? Oh, no, <laughs> no, I can't. But I love that noise. One of my roommates. He's really cute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, so I hear you and I still resonate that because I think it's something to do with like the bar moving. There's a way in which we kind of make an agreement with God about our crosses or our everyday suffering. It's like, okay, I can, I can handle this, but it's almost like we're, we're like, I can, I have control over this now. Like mm. I've kind of gotten used to this now I have control of this. And then all of a sudden the bar moves and you're like, wait a second, I don't have control anymore. And this is not what we agreed to. I liked and then there's, and not to say that like, it's all about control, but there's something in that, that I think is very, it's very scary mm-hmm. because we're being asked all over again in this mm-hmm. everyday moment. Mm-hmm. Like, do you trust me? And then there's part of you that's like, no, because this is, this is scary. There's something objectively scary about suffering, mm-hmm. right? Which we've talked about mm-hmm. in the past. So there's kind of that bar moving just just the fact that it moves, like not even if it moves right. a ton or if it moves a little, it's just like, wait a second. It's, it moves significantly. And that's scary to me because I thought that I knew what we were doing here, Lord. Yeah. But there's yeah. like, he's like sort of, yeah. What about you, Nicole? Is that something that's like resonating with you or what, what do you think? Yeah, I think for sure it resonates in terms of like, we can get in a sense, we kind of, get to know our sufferings and we adjust and we make it work. We kind of figure out how to, how, okay, how does my life fit with this? Okay. All right. You adjust. And that adjustment is hard. But when, when the, when the game changes, when the rules change and now you have to adjust again, it almost, it's, if it can feel like unfair, like I, I already have a suffering and I've, I've made it work and I've made peace with it. Look, you know, go me. I don't need any more. And yet there it is. And there's, you have no control over it. Right. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that. I think, um, I think what I'm going through right now is, um, I don't, it's a, it's a little different in the sense that I don't feel like I have, you know, extra like major sufferings or difficulties that are adding on, but it's, um, it's just that when the sheer number of things that I have during my week, it feels like it's just, it's too much for my, my little brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I, what starts to happen is that my ability to, or my tendency to worry about any other kind of looming stressors, like the future and I don't know, retirement and money. <laughs> and, um, when, you know, all of those kinds of things, a lot of it is just related to like physical, like financial security or just those kinds of things, those worries, it's like, it just every, it's like when I'm, when I'm walking or when I'm not actively doing something else, 
my brain is like fixating on this. Like when, you know, when will we be able to buy a house? When are we able to do this? When is it, how are we going to manage this? How are, you know, and it's like, we're, we're actually fine. Like we're in mm. a good spot. You know, we have a lovely little rental and it's cozy and great. And it's cl- like, it's like, like we're being, the Lord has provided for us, but I'm thinking 40 years ahead and freaking out in my mind. And I think it's, it's come to my realization that that's, um, that's more a product of my, um, you know, do I really trust the Lord so deeply that just when my brain is tired, my automatic thoughts are ones of trust and not mm. ones of worry. And it's realizing like, I don't have that depth of trust. And that's what I'm being called to now is it's, it's sort of like an opening the, the Lord saying like, okay, when you're, when you're maxed out and you're not like on the top of your A game, cause your brain is just tired here, here's what it is. And this is, it's, it's worry and it's, it's not, it's not trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like I was, I was praying today and, and um, I felt like Lord was reminding me of like, remember when I provided for you for this thing, like, remember, remember this, mm-hmm. or even like praying the rosary being like, <laughs> a thought came to mind, like uh, Mary and Joseph probably didn't have like, you know, a 401k, you know, RST, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Or like, I don't know who knows how that worked. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. but the Lord's like, I, people I provided for, for Mary, you know, John took mm-hmm. care of her and all of these things. Like I, and like, like he's saying, do you, why do you think it's all up to you? Why don't, why aren't you just trusting me? You mm-hmm. know? And it's just so gentle and and it's so convicting. And it's, so it's, I think that that's more what it is. It's like the stress is revealing to me, my own heart and the ways in which I, you know, I'm not really trusting God. And I think that it's all me and yeah. so an opportunity there, but it's, it's hard. I, I struggle with that. I struggle with worry a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, like, it's like, like when you're talking about control, Rachel, and like the, yeah, like the worry of those things of, about like taking the things that whatever bar we set, whatever cross we have, whatever the things are, you know, and it's like, um, when there's that little tiny feather of something that sits on that, that just breaks the camel's back and then opens those floodgates of, yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like such a, um, I mean, it's such a difficult thing, but at the same time, it's, there's something that's very beautiful about it too. Or I keep trying to remind myself about that anyways, because it doesn't feel beautiful, but right. I yeah. went to that's confession real. yesterday and the priest, he's this really lovely Polish priest. He's, he's very good. And um, so I, so when I go to confession, I, I say my state in life, like consecrated virginity so that they have some context, right? Yeah. Um, yeah makes sense. Which is good. I think usually that's the case for religious or for priests. Or, or for you know even for married people or things like that because it, it helps them with some context at least I've heard anyways so mm-hmm. if you're a priest and that's not helpful and I'm just <laughs> giving you extraneous information you can definitely let me know anyways um so so I was telling him because one of the things that I find myself confessing often is pride in the form of mm-hmm. like I don't like being little and I don't like being dependent mm-hmm. on God for anything because I would prefer to control my own like to control my own um discomfort you know which is really funny because you are a consecrated virgin so that's, that's a really funny <laughs> I know that's exactly like, like that I don't I know. I don't like being dependent on you, except for that's exactly what I signed up for. So, yeah. Mm. So, um, but it was so funny because he, he, in the kind of whatever advice that he was giving, he was saying like, the Lord doesn't expect you to be perfect. 
Like he doesn't mm-hmm. expect it. So I'm just reminding you that perfection is not what he wants. He just wants you. He just wants mm-hmm. you to be with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's such a message that I need to hear over and over and yeah. over again. Because especially in that time, like when the straw comes that breaks the camel's back and then yeah. it opens the floodgates to all of those feelings of insecurity mm-hmm. and doubt and fear and all of those kind of things. He doesn't expect me to be perfect in that. He yeah, doesn't yeah. expect me, right? So yeah. it's like you're saying, Nicole, like the like the trusting in the Lord and the things, like he does desire for us to trust, but he doesn't expect us to be perfect in it. You know what? That's so good. That's so good. And it's like, um, that's actually such like a confirmation of like this, this like thought that I had in prayer a little bit too, of just like, cause I came to the realization, like, man, I don't trust the Lord. <laughs> like I worry like, oh my gosh, you know, but then reminding myself like, okay, I've had other times in my life where I've struggled with, with worry or kind of obsessive thoughts. And the Lord is not calling me to get angry that I have obsessive thoughts and try to shut them down, mm-hmm. but to just notice when they're there and be like, oh, okay. I'm having one of these thoughts there it is. Like, there it is. And then, okay, I give it to you, Lord. And like, mm-hmm. like almost to, for me to accept the fact that this is how my brain works sometimes and to surrender that to the Lord, but not be angry at my, like, like, okay, yes, mm. I should trust God, but I can add an, there's a pride, there could be pride in saying, well, totally, you should yeah. trust God. Like, why aren't you doing it? Just do it. It's like, well, maybe, maybe the real struggle is to just be honest with that struggle and and trust that struggle to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that I can't, or that I struggle to trust him, that that's actually something to offer and not to beat myself up over. Right. So mm-hmm. I love, I love what you're saying, Aaron. I'm just, mm. yeah. There's um a few, a few conversations that I've had like with different people. And then yesterday um, we have a, a communion liberation group at, at the university that I'm at. And um, wait, you're, I didn't know you're part of seal group. Yeah. So I'm, I go to their, I go to their Friday meetings and it's Aww, awesome. That's so great. Um, yeah. I love so- the way just for any CL listeners. It's so funny how they talk about like the Lord or just the language of CL is very, oh, it's so, very like, specific. Yeah. It's, yeah. All presence. it's translated from Italian. So it's, yeah, 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 it's always yeah. like a little wonky, but anyway, <laughs> anyways, yeah, cool. Um, right. But yeah, so we had gotten to the end of this and I don't even remember the name of the text. Like it was obviously Jisani text and we had gotten to the end of it. And, uh, and and the discussion was like very well framed around a bunch of different pieces that main pieces that we had pulled from the text. And one of the pieces was like reality and what does it mean to really be in reality and encounter like the love of God as like the law of reality, like that this is something that shapes every part of my reality and how do I kind of experience it in my reality. And then I've had like, yeah, different conversations with friends and family and stuff like that about reality. Like, and for me, and I've said this before on our podcast, like I'm definitely an escapist. I'm like, I like movies and YouTube and, you know, random dumb stuff that just like pulls me out of my reality because it's painful. And I think there's a way in which what we're talking about here is like every day, the everyday hard things that we're going through are our reality. And they kind of open us up to the interior, the interior reality, right? Like it's like, there's a, there's a way in which it's confronting and God is like using our external, um, our sufferings and our external kind of circumstances to show us things about ourselves and, and kind of open up a greater possibility to encounter his love in reality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of like the, the, the main question is like, okay, am I going to 
proceed on the road of fear, because I think that's mm-hmm. really at the heart of it, right? Like, like Nicole, you're talking about worrying and, and Aaron talking about like all of these fears. And I relate to that too, because I think part of adjusting for me to this new in quotes, new life is just like, I don't, I don't know where any of it's going to end up. I don't even know who I am in the moment. So it's like all of the mm-hmm. things that were my security blankets are just not there for me anymore. And you feel really vulnerable, right? You feel unbelievably vulnerable. And you're like this, Mm -hmm. I just feel not safe. I just don't feel safe in my own life, like in my own reality. And that is, right? That's a place that God wants to come to be all of those things for us, to be Mm -hmm. our security, to be. And I think, yeah, so in a certain sense, like everyday suffering, it's like this renewed opportunity to just acknowledge, like you said, Nicole, like I don't, Lord, I don't feel safe. I mm-hmm. don't feel secure in my own life. And I don't mean like, I hate the word safe now because it's like, it's so politicized and all these like safe mm-hmm. spaces and like yeah, there's yeah. all these different meanings. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, tr- I really don't want to trivialize that word. Like I think in a very real way, a lot of us can experience moments in our day where like, Mm -hmm. I feel incredibly vulnerable right now. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm scared. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to, Mm -hmm. how to confront that. And there's a way in which I think we just need to acknowledge it. Like you were saying, both of Mm -hmm. you were saying, and just like, give it to God. Like, I, I don't think I can overcome it. I think I, I think I just need to surrender it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. Like the, the, so if I'm, because the stakes are high in some cases, right? So if I'm thinking Mm -hmm. like, for me, part of the worry is, or part of the fear is um, like right now I'm, I'm at a place where I've been on long-term disability for a while. And now the, so my insurance company is like, well, we think that you can go back to, to work, which is like, like the last month or so has shown in my life has shown exactly that that's not the case. Like I'm not ready for that. Um, but then it basically means that there'll, there'll be a fight because my, my support ends in February and then I have to appeal and it's probably going to be denied. And then I have to like, so mm-hmm. this is big things, but then, so then I'm looking at like February, like the coming new year and being like, I'm going to be destitute. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I will literally have no money. So I don't, so like there's big stakes like that, but, but I feel like there is a tendency for me anyways, to go, to go into prayer and to try and like make acts of trust where there is no trust. And Mm. and not that that's a bad thing, but also like, I keep thinking about my, like my nephews, right? They, those two little kids have taught me more about about God, the Father, than mm. than anything else in the world, and thinking about them like like they don't like if they're afraid of something, I don't need them if they're in my arms to not be afraid of that thing or to be telling me that they're they want to be brave and they're trying to be brave and all of those things. I just I'm totally I would rather them just be like feel scared and be okay with feeling scared and like, and feel my arms around them, like, mm-hmm. and know that I'm there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. tearing up, Aaron. That's, that's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it really but, yeah. is like comforting, you know, when, mm-hmm. like, if we can like think about those things in a little bit of a different way, I feel like the mm-hmm. Lord, there's so much, there's so much that the Lord wants to give or just to be with us in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Our call is not to be perfect at trust, but it's to be weak with him. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which will like, which will draw trust. Exactly. Right. Like that will, that's, that's what will happen because, because that's what happens when you hold your nephews and they're scared. Mm. Like they they trust you. Like in that moment, they're like, Mm -hmm. this this is where I'm safe. Like I'm scared, but, but Mm -hmm. I'm okay. But I'm, but kind of, I'm okay at the same time, you know? Mm. Um, Right. Even if it's, Sorry, I'm just this is me processing being like, oh, okay, yeah. this is this is how um but it's it's that uh the trust is not just the sort of abstract intellectual I trust you, Lord, but it's the action of um I don't feel like I trust you, but I'm gonna go here in your arms. I'm gonna spend this time in prayer with all of my thoughts, but with you. Mm-hmm. Um that that mm-hmm. in itself is an act of trust. Exactly. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if I've shared this story before. I can't remember. Um, but I had this experience when I had to have an operation and I was in the hospital for a while and like I, they had to discharge me. I was in the hospital post-op for much longer than any of us anticipated because of a bunch of complications. And we're like, we need to get you out. But like, I couldn't do the basic things that you have to do. You have to be able to like walk, you have to be able to eat. And I couldn't do either of those things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, and I remember like in the morning of the day that I, the, like that I ended up getting discharged, like the, the nurse came and she's like, we have to discharge you today. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen because I was like living with my parents. And I was like, they can't carry me into the house. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen. Like they're older. Mm. I, I just, I had no idea. And I was kind of like, literally, I don't know how this is going to happen. And I just remember there was a moment in which, and this was a total grace, but I think I want to share it because I think it's real for all of us. Like in that moment, I was like, okay, Lord, like you have to do something. I was like, either you have to fix, which is what he ended up doing. Like that day, I just made sort of like miraculous progress in a very short amount of time, which is totally the Lord. But I didn't know in the moment when I made this prayer, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So I was like, it had been days of the opposite. So I was like, you know what, Lord, if you're choosing for this, not because I realized this, like it is his choice. There's a way in which God was completely in control of my life in that moment. Mm. And I had nothing to do with it. Like there was nothing I could do. So there was kind of a trust in that for me was like, I know that you're the one pulling the strings here. So if you decide that this, that like, I'm not going to be able to walk by the end of today, then you have to like, I don't know, there's got to be a wheelchair that comes out of nowhere. Like you got to do something, like show me how it is you want me to live that reality. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a way in which I was like, if that's what you decide, I know that you love me. So you're not going to, you're going to give me what I need to live that moment, whatever that moment's going to be. And there was this kind of experience of like, I, I actually can't know what that moment's going to be, but I can know that you love me. And therefore there's kind of almost this logical deduction. I was like, you do Mm -hmm. love me. Mm -hmm. So you will do whatever you think is necessary for me mm-hmm. to be able to live out the reality that you are inviting me into. Mm-hmm. You are inviting me into it. And that's kind of the conclusion that I came and came to. Where I was like, this isn't arbitrary, whatever the heck is happening to me. It's not arbitrary. It doesn't just happen. God is in charge because we have this relationship. And so I was like, if you're in charge, then you must know what's best, but then you have to equip me to be able to handle whatever that is mm. to be able to, and handle meaning like you were saying, Aaron, like, not like, oh, I'm a superstar and I can do this, but just like, I can do this just at a very base, 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 base level. Mm. Uh, or like, I am doing this, mm-hmm. like not even like I can do it in the next moment, but in this moment, 
I am doing it in this moment. I am trusting in this moment. Mm -hmm. I am with you. And there's kind of a different kind of security that he offered me then. And I often go back to that experience because I remember it was really a moment where I had nothing except for God. Like Mm -hmm. I had nothing Mm -hmm. except for him. So it was like, it was suddenly very clear, you know? And I think that's something that the evil one likes to do too. He likes to sort of confuse us. Like you need this and you need this and you need all these other things. But actually all we ever really rely on is the Lord. And there are moments when everything gets stripped away from us. And it's, that's, we just realize that like, oh, Mm -hmm. I actually just need you and I have you. So now Mm -hmm. what do we do? Like, what do we do, Lord? Like, show me, like, and there's a posture of like, um, radical, uh, listening and like radical, like almost like emptiness. And it's not like the emptiness of Mm -hmm. despair. It's the emptiness of expectation. Like I Mm -hmm. do expect that you are going to show up. I do expect, but I don't know how, I don't know what that's going to look like. But I know that it's going to happen because I know you are with me. So you will. Mm-hmm. I know you will, you know, and there's kind yeah. of a knowledge there that I think we can have, that we can claim, like, which is kind of what both of you are saying, because we, the thing that we're scared of, we might still be scared of, but we're still in God's arms. Like we're still in his hands. And that yeah. is real, more real than anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that story because it was it was for me a very palpable experience of this of like right. I actually have nothing. There is no way. There is no human way that I can solve this. Mm-hmm. There is nothing I can do. So I'm just going to I'm just going to you know, I'm going to cash in on on this bet that I made. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. is is everything. He truly truly is. And there's something to me like I know this sounds crazy, but there's something to me, exciting about that. That's like, this is what I, this is what I believe. You know, I do believe that Jesus actually is in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. And, and I, I, I want to see that manifest in my life. I want to, like, I, I, that's, that's my desire. Right. And I think all of us can say that, like we desire Mm -hmm. holiness. We desire yeah. I don't know. I just went on a huge rant, but no, no, it's good. It's good. I love like I think one of the things that I'm picking on up, up on especially is when you when you talk about the enemy, like the devil, the ways that he comes to lie to us because I think one of the one of the ways that he has lied to me in the past and that he continues to try it and like insert that lie into my life is is um about God's control. Like, Mm. because he'll say in an experience that we have that's painful, where it seems like there are painful things that are happening and there's like, and then it comes Mm. up against the thoughts of like, God is good. God loves me. All of those kind of things. He'll insert this little thing in there. That's like, God must not be in control because if he was in control, you wouldn't be experiencing these things or you wouldn't be wanting in this way, which is totally untrue. And we know that that's not true. You know what I mean? Like we know that that's not true. And then the other thing that he'll do is like, um, in those times, like you were saying, Nicole, like remembering, like when the Lord was reminding you about like those times that he's provided or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, 
the enemy tries to put up this veil between us and our past experience with the Lord. Like, yes. And he's very good at that, right? Like trying to really Mm -hmm. just prevent us or just to distract Mm -hmm. us from going back and looking at that, like how he has worked in the past. It's so true. It's neuroscience too. It's Mm. our brains. There's this thing called state dependent memory where whatever mood we're currently in, whatever emotion is the dominant emotion, Mm. um, that is going to cue memories that are associated with only that emotion. So if you're feeling down, you're just going to remember all the things in your life that have been hard and difficult and when you felt down. (laughs) And when you feel happy, you're going to remember all the happy things. And and truly it's like, why did God make us that way? That's just kidding. (laughs) You know, the fall (laughs) happened there. But uh, so it is, it is difficult. And I think that's where we need others sometimes to remind us, right? Because, because we're, we're, that is just a real weakness that sometimes when we're in those low states, we actually just can't remember. We, we might look at it. I talked to, you know, with my students, we, we learn about this concept and then we learn how music can help us change the moods that we can start to remember the positive things. Right. Um, but, but yeah, but uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. I started, went into teaching mode um, there. But, it's so good. Um, but yeah, talking to others. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, just like this is um, it's a real weakness, but it's it's only a weakness if we um, it's a weakness that reveals our need for community. Mm, like we're yes. not we're not made totally. to go through yeah. this stuff alone. Yeah, we are the way that that our brains are now or as a result of the fall or maybe it was always like this who knows but whatever mm-hmm. um we, we legitimately need other people to to give us those reminders and i think that's mm-hmm. um yeah you know and i yeah i find yeah. this with nathan sometimes where and he's he's called me out on this or sometimes I'm like it's oh I've, I've always been this and he'll be like what <laughs> and then he'll be like this and this and this and this I'm like, oh yeah well i forgot and he's like how did you forget that <laughs> well it's because this is the way our brains were you know and then i try to defend myself you're like well let me that's explain hilarious. to you yeah yeah yes yes, yes. yes. i have a flow wine. chart that i'd like yeah. to point out yes yeah. here's some slides okay? yeah that's right yeah 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 um, yeah, but it's like I I need him. I need yeah. him for that, and yeah. he needs me for the times when he's feeling down about whatever. Yeah. Right, so we, yeah. we all need yeah. each other. Well, that's like the that's the other thing that I mean. There's so many ways that the devil can get into things, but but for sure one of those is like isolation, and to, because this is something like that I experienced just this week, like with all of these things and all of these worries, were like coming together and piling up, and and then combined with my physical yeah. like inability to do to do anything and just feeling so like physically terrible and tired. It was like, um, like the lies that he was feeding were like, you can't tell your family because they already Mm -hmm. are going through things and it's going to burden them more. Mm -hmm. You can't tell like, or you, um, yeah, like just all kinds of stuff like that, like all kinds of lies that, um, that, we're keeping me in a place of isolation mm. and we're really effective because my, my defenses were down, like, because yes. I was feeling so bad. And I think like, that's also one of the ways that we can give ourselves a little bit of a break in terms of like, cause if we're feeling well and we're, you know, 
I don't know, like praying or in time of consolation, like whatever, like sometimes it can be easier to see how the enemy is trying to like come in, you know, but it's like in those times when our defenses are down, our brains are running all over the place, our, we're feeling like crap, we're worried and stressed and da, 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 da. It just is like, it's easier for him, I think, to kind of sure insert himself into that, right? And to keep us in isolation. And it it really was like, I got to the point, like I sent you guys messages during the day. I was like, I don't know if we can, you know, what about the pot? Like, what do you guys think? Should we maybe put a break in it for now? Or, or like, I'm just feeling really terrible. And so I was like that. And then I went and I talked to my mom and to my sister after, Mm -hmm. and they were both like, of course, like, what can I do? Like there, I mean, and immediately it's not Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like they want to, they, they desire to love me and to help me. Um, so it's like those kind of reactions from people that you're like, oh yeah, of course. Like I can tell you guys, I'm like, of of course you guys are going to pray for me and like want to help or like whatever, you you know, but it's like, we get these places in our brains where like, oh, this is going to stress out the other. I can't like, it's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. They're not anything to do with the, what the reactions yeah. of the people that we love will actually be, you know? It's right. so true. I I have the same um, gut reaction, Aaron, where I'm like, I'm going through stuff. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't even think of sharing it sometimes, yeah. like in the moment, Can't like I'll share anyone. it later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't, I, maybe it's an oldest mm. child thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> I, like I, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I, so then uh, this happened to me too. Like a, a few um, earlier this week, I was really, I was just having a terrible day, like a really awful day. And I was on, on the phone with my sister, Trisha, whose, whose birthday it is today. Actually. Happy birthday, Aww. Trish. Happy birthday, Trish. <laughs> um, yeah, she actually, you know, we, well, I'm just going to shamelessly plug a Please. previous episode that we did with her mm-hmm. in season one. Um, I think it was Life's U-Turns is what it was called. But yeah, mm-hmm. she tells her story. And she designed our logo and she's an amazing artist. So mm-hmm. she has a Made Marian Illustrated. She has a new website. Yes. Check, check it out. out. Made yeah. Marian Illustrated. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, so she, I was on the phone with her and I was just like, I was having a bad day. And I think she called me because she was having a bad day and I was trying to cheer her up, but she like picked up on the fact that I was just being really ineffective because I was having a bad day. <laughs> and so then we just ended up talking about me and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm so sorry. We're talking about me. And she's like, no, like this is makes sense. And then she did so, like, she, she acted on something that I needed support on like immediately in that moment. Mm. And I didn't ask her to, she just like figured it out and did it for me. And I felt so loved mm. and like immediately my day was just better. Like it was so yeah. much better because mm-hmm. I realized mm. I wasn't alone. I realized like there are, there are, and I think you know, that's, it's so crucial what both of you are saying about others. Like we are created for community. We are like, people are in your life who want to support you. And if you feel like there isn't anyone, you know, reach out, like reach out, you know, and, um, and, and I mean, very seriously, like we are, we pray for our listeners and we will, we are praying for you because the church is our community. The church is our family. Like we Mm -hmm. do we, and we also are called to support each other. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're just being a burden. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? No. And it's, you know, I had, I'll just share now, you know, a similar story, Rachel, this week, I was, you know, feeling the stress of all these things, especially the PhD stuff and it's been some challenges and different studies. There's always, there's always stuff that comes up. Right. Mm. Um, 
and my, uh, my department chair, my colleague came in and she was just, we were just chatting and we often do this. We'll sit and we'll chat and we'll talk about certain students and how to support them. Or we'll talk about whatever, you know, just kind of processing everything. So she came and asked me, you know, how, like, how is, how's the PhD going? And Mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, okay. So I just sort of told her all the things, you know, and it was just so, she was so supportive and she was so, um, uh, just like encouraging and and gave me some good advice because she's been through it too. You know, Mm -hmm. she's, she's been through that process and, uh, and then she was sharing some of the stuff that she was going through and I was able to kind of, you know, maybe not support perfectly or anything, but at least listen. And, um, and then we went and got ice cream. Like it oh, was, awesome. it was great. We were, which <laughs> solves everything. I you know, know exactly. let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I think that was the next day or something, but anyway, you know, mm-hmm. but just realizing, uh, yeah, it's, I sometimes forget too that like, oh yeah, colleagues, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we think of, of our church communities or our families. And of course we want right. to those folks, but, but sometimes maybe, um, you know, course you want to be careful with the personal professional boundaries but sometimes it's really appropriate to talk to people about what you're going through and you're able to support each other well like and I mm-hmm. you know you don't it's uh it's a gift yeah. it really is a gift other people yeah um, and a lot of yeah. times it's not about them solving anything like even for your like sometimes it's just to know that exactly. they would help you it like that yeah. they would step in if you you know yeah. like to have somebody in your corner like totally, yeah. like oh okay that's good i'm not alone so then it gives you this renewed capacity for actually yeah. facing whatever you need to face totally that's right. totally that's right mm. yeah um yeah okay so mm. this is what we're going through guys <laughs> like, this, right. this is what we're going through and uh you know, but praise God, because I think mm. it's a gift to be able to share, to think about these things, um, mm-hmm. you know, with, with you guys and, and, and share whatever God is doing in our lives. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. That's fun. <laughs> I do have um, a God wing for God-wing? us. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if okay. we have God wings today. Okay. We have one. Yes, I do. Because, um, okay. So, so this is going back to the confession that I had with, um, with, father mm-hmm. yesterday which was which was really funny so um so I was like like when he was talking to me about the per, per being like perfectionism or you know that God is not asking for perfection I was like oh and I just felt this like weight off of my shoulders of like of course he doesn't expect me to be perfect in this thing and then do you know what my penance was mm. 30 minutes of meditation <laughs> on the first book of the Whoa. gospel of John. I oh. was like, father, this seems inconsistent. <laughs> with like, uh, but anyways, I know, yes, I know I, always because I told them that I'm a consecrated virgin. So it's like, right. I mean, it would be inconceivable for me to be that and not to actually have times of meditation. So that it totally <laughs> makes sense when you do. But anyways, it just made me laugh so much because I was like, okay, so we're talking about imperfection and limitations <laughs> we're going to 30 minute meditation oh man the gospel so that's well, good you know, because Aaron. maybe because he knew that maybe you, you would struggle with it because you just told him about all how you're struggling right. and then he's like good it'll be an opportunity for her to feel like inadequate right. and that's surrender right. that imperfection that's hilarious <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> it actually did work well because i was oh, in the know. chapel and i always mm. i always bring i don't know if you guys i always bring my earphones in because mm. it's the people who are sitting around me like i'm so distractible so then the person's like oh, like i can't or yes. the person who's like yeah, or the yeah, couple yeah. having like a conversation 
Anyways, so I did manage it, but it's true. Beautiful. That would have been an exactly that opportunity to give that insufficiency to the Lord. Yeah. That's Anyways, awesome. it's good. Well, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, this exactly. was a good conversation today, guys. I'm yeah. grateful for it. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening and, and we'll, uh, we'll see we you. We love you. Talk to you soon. for you. God bless Bye. y'all. God bless. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.